I want to give it up to the cooks. Breakfast was great. Miss, come on, you weren't up here with me. We sort of gave an applause, but I don't think it was heard downstairs. Hopefully you have enough energy to stay awake. Hey, I, I felt like camp today, so I dressed in jeans. No, you want to hear the real truth? <laughs> Last Sunday, uh, we spilled some kind of a beverage that was in our this driver's seat, and guess what? We forgot about it, and I sat in it. So I, uh, I like, uh, I better leave them pants alone today. Ever did something like that? We all do things that we can laugh at. Lighten up. Someone said, lighten up. Don't take life so serious. Nobody else takes you that serious. Hey, Madonna, Jerry, you mean to tell me you drove all the way from Dakota just for the breakfast? Boy, Vern, he's got a lot of pull. I know he invited you, but wow, that... That was so, that's so amazing. And bought, brought pie beside. Oh. oh, Austin had something to do with it. Oh, well, it wasn't his birthday. My hat, my hat goes off to you. How many had a good week? Visitors are here with it, bless you. I'm getting to know you a little bit this morning. We know some folks they know, and that's always helpful. You feel at home. God has a great family all over the world. We have brothers and sisters in Christ in every corner of the earth. And heaven is going to be full of people that don't look like you and I. Get used to it. Praise the Lord. Come on. We're going to love one another now. Gotta love one another. I'm so glad for friends. I'm so glad for comrades in the faith. I'm glad for every season of life. It goes by quickly. And I, my advice to our young folks today is if you have a dream, keep pursuing it. Don't let, don't let it die. Don't let it go. Dreams are good. Dreams come from the Lord. You know, I was thinking this morning, I was actually here praying, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy. It just kind of came to me. That's from Joel. End time. Their sons and daughters shall prophesy. I'm believing God is doing a, 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 a work in our young people. I'm, I'm sensing this in our, across our land. God is doing a work in the younger generation. Let's get behind what God is doing. Let's be a part of it. Let's encourage them on. Let's keep going. Oh, Austin, you're, you work miracles. I asked him this morning if he could find me a mustard seed. I think he found me a mustard tree. Oh, there's the mustard seed. 
Austin, thank you. Uh, we are going to look at the verses that talk about this little mustard seed. By the way, I turned the air on. I thought I was a little stuffy. Are you okay? A couple thumbs are good. Okay, we're good. Matthew Gospel, chapter 13. I'll start with that. Sorry to mess with you. They didn't catch it. Okay, I'll go with Matthew 7. Okay, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll play tag team. Well, what do you want, Pastor? Just tell me what you want. That's what he's... I know what you're thinking, Chet. Let's go to Matthew 13. Okay. Thirty-one to thirty-two. Matthew thirteen. We'll do that first because that comes before Matthew seventeen. That only makes sense to me. Okay, he'll get it. He'll get it. Here's what Jesus said. He presented another parable to them, saying, "The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field." This is smaller than all other seeds, but when it is full grown, it is larger than the garden plants and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. Those are the words of Jesus. The kingdom of God is that which Jesus proclaimed when he was on the earth. The kingdom of God is the things that we not necessarily see right now, although we can see the evidences of the kingdom is at hand. What is the kingdom of God? It is God's kingdom, not man's. It is God who establishes kingdoms. And His kingdom is going to last forever. Kingdoms on this earth, kings come and go. People groups come and go. But Jesus Christ remains. His kingdom. In fact, Jesus prayed the prayer, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Now we'll go to Matthew 17. It was just, they have just come off the mount, mount of transfiguration, where that's where Jesus, when he was on the earth, He showed Himself. He revealed who He really was. And He began to shine. He began to look as He he looked in heaven. And the disciples, one of them said, this is good, this is so good. I want to stay here. I want to stay here forever. I want to build a kingdom. I want to build something here for Elijah. I want to build something for so and so. And Jesus said, no, not yet. No. Jesus went on down from the mountain, you see. Mountaintop experiences with God are great, aren't they? How many have had a few in your life? Maybe a mountaintop experience. Maybe it's where God really spoke to you. You really felt the energy. You really felt 
touched by the Lord. You really felt like you were you're on top of the mountain. You could conquer anything. You could walk on water. But we can't stay in the mountain yet. But the day will come when we'll be on the mountain with God forever. But the the work takes place in the valley. The work takes place in the trenches of life. The work takes place when it's hard, when you sweat, and when you're tired, and yet you keep going. And you keep believing, though your faith may be tested at times, you keep trusting God. Because whatever is in the future, whatever may come to pass, it is going to be okay because Jesus has your hand. And so we'll read on now. They begin to minister. They were coming down from the mountain to the multitude. Verse 14 of the text, Matthew 17. They came to the multitude. A man came up to him, falling on his knees before him, saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic. He is very ill. He often falls into the fire. It's often into the water. I brought him to your disciples. They could not cure him. And Jesus answered and said, Oh, unbelieving and perverted generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring him here to me. Is, is Jesus like patience being tested here? How long will I put up with you? How long? And so. I brought him to your disciples, and they could not cure him. And Jesus answered and said, unbelieving. You know, one of the, probably one of the things that grieves the heart of the, heart of the Lord, one of the things that grieves the most is unbelief. Believing, not believing who he really is. And yet the Lord is patient with us. Not willing that anyone should perish. In fact, that God keeps uh, chasing after us even when we are doing our own thing. Even when we go our own way, God still continues to reach out. And Jesus rebuked him and the demon came. He just, Jesus just said, come out. He just simply took authority. And the boy was cured at once. Then the disciples, was there something I said, Jeremy? You're good. Okay. He has to go. I don't know what's going on. See, things bother preachers when people move and get up and leave. So I can pick on him, he's a relative. Our first point is verse 19. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately. I love that. You can come to the Lord one-on-one. You don't have to stand in a line. You don't have to think, well, he's too busy for me. You can go to him any time of the night, day, 
any situation, and he has time for you. He has an ear for you to listen to you. And he also wants to speak to you. He wants to instruct things into our hearts. He wants to teach us if we're willing. And so number one, out of this whole thing, this little seed, this mustard seed faith that we're going to talk about, we must understand how important it is to have a private relationship with our Lord. I must have my time with the Lord before I can ever minister in the public. I must speak to God about the things that are on his heart. I must speak to God before I speak to people. I must have God speak to me before I can speak to people. How important is this? How important is it for the church? And when I say church, I'm talking about you and I, people. We must have a word. We need to have a word in the time and day that we live in. We can have a word if we will seek him. I believe that with all my heart. That God will give you a word. A verse of scripture will jump out at you. And they'll come to life from the private to the public. Burnout happens much more easier if we fail in the private while we're doing the public ministry. Burnout will happen so quickly because we understand we can't do it in our own strength. And so guard your heart, guard your time with the Lord. So I just thought this little insight. For example, when the early church happened, when they waited on the Lord, the day of Pentecost came, and the Holy Spirit was poured out, the confidence in the place went through the roof. The boldness in the people's heart went sky high. They went out preaching, proclaiming the things of God, and miracles were happening left and right, just like Jesus said. Acts 4.13 says this, As they observed the confidence of Peter and John and understood that they were uneducated and untrained men, they were marveling and began to recognize them as having been with Jesus. And so... My challenge is this. Do people recognize when we are with Jesus? Do people know it? Will we be found out? I say yes. Because when we're with Jesus, we begin to take on more of his likeness. We begin to take on more of who he wants us to be. We begin to walk in his spirit by the help of the Holy Spirit. We begin to act more like Jesus. And we begin to make an impact. 2 Corinthians 2.15 says these words. All wrote to the church of Corinth. We are a fragrance of Christ to God. We are a fragrance of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. In other words, this fragrance has to do with our, our spirit. A spirit within us, the Holy Spirit within us, begins to give off a, a, an aroma and a likeness of Jesus Christ because the Holy Spirit 
times with Jesus Christ and the Father. They are triune. They are tight. They are one, yet they're separate. And they have different uh, roles in, in the, tri the Trinity. And so, someone said, there's an air about that. There's a certain spirit about that character. And when we have Jesus in our heart, it's a good thing. And we take on his fragrance. Another verse in Matthew 6, verse 6, talking about a private prayer life. But you, when you pray, Matthew 6, 6, when you pray, it said, he didn't say, if you pray. He said, when you pray. It was, it was like a part of him, part of who we are. It's, it's what we do. Because God established this way that we can commune with him through prayer. And so when you pray, go into your inner room and when you have shut your door, Pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who is in secret will repay, repay you. You can be in a crowd, and you can still be praying in your heart. You can be in a, in a noisy place, and somehow you have to, have to close things in, draw into that place where you're calling on Jesus. So, Read on the text. He said, they asked him, why could we not cast it out? And he said to them, because of the littleness of your faith. For truly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you shall say to this mountain, move from here to there. It'll move, and nothing shall be impossible to you. That mustard seed doesn't seem like very much at all. Doesn't seem like it will make anything no, to no value, to no avail. It seemed like it's just so insignificant. It just seemed like why would God even pay attention to such a little thing? But the scriptures are that becomes a tree. If you give it the time, that's the kingdom. And so when we read the verse that the disciples were questioning the Lord about why couldn't we cast out this, the demonic thing that was in the boy? He said to them, because of the littleness of your faith. You see a different, you see a different disciple, John, that was on the Mount of Transfiguration. You see a different John in the book of Acts. John, I don't have this in my nose, but John and Peter were on their way to the temple. It was the routine. At certain hours of the day, they would pray. And just so happens that God orchestrated that day, there was a man that was begging for his bread. He was lame. And he looked up to these guys and said, basically, can you give me something? And the disciples were poor as church mice. They didn't have any money. But what we have, they were rich in the Lord. And they reached down to that lame man and they said, In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. 
You see, there was a different faith that kicked in. There was a faith that was united by the Holy Spirit. And I believe that's the difference. When we have the Holy Spirit leading us, when we have the boldness by the Holy Spirit to pray even for great and mighty things. Jesus meant what he said. If you say to this mountain, you'll be removed. There's a lot of mountains that we're facing. How many are facing some hard things right now? There's some mountains in your life. There's some hard things that you're facing. And God is saying, I will help you through this situation. I will help you through your fears. I will help you when you feel like you cannot face tomorrow. If you will look to me, I will be your strength. Life has a way of sometimes not even being fair. When they asked that question, why couldn't we cast it out? Jesus said, because of the littleness of your faith. I want to just say something about faith here. I think there are a lot of believers that sometimes get down on themselves because they they look at this verse and say, well, I guess I don't have enough faith. But wait a minute. Start with what you have, even if it's as small as a mustard seed. He said you'll move the mountains through Jesus Christ. In other words, you start, you begin to believe where, where you're at, begin to pray in, with the prayer of faith and believe that God is going to hear you. That in itself, if you know that God has heard you, then you're, you're, you're good with that. Because it's up to God. He's sovereign. If it only depended on my faith, only, then I think I set myself up for disaster. But if it depends on the prayer of faith, what is the prayer of faith? The prayer of faith is in Jesus, what he has always already accomplished. is what he's already capable of doing. He, he's doing it. Another place in the epistle, Peter said, we are healed. By his strength, we are healed in Isaiah. By his strength, over in the New Testament, we are healed. In other words, Jesus has already taken the penalty on his back for our healing, for our deliverance. The prayer of faith, I think sometimes we can make that so hard. and It's, it's simply let go and let God. Believe God. I had a young, I, not a young man, but he was, a, he was a, one of the uh, the uh, volunteer when we were building the building, he taught me something. He said, I was praying for my son. He was sick. And I began to pray in faith. I began to see him well. I began to pray the prayer of faith and begin to believe God. And God began to be, give me the vision and the faith to pray to see him well. And sure enough, God healed that person. I think healing is one of the things that can can really confuse people. For why does God heal some and not others? It seems to work that way, but God is God. We don't say, hey God, do this. He's not a puppet on a string. He is working all things together for good. I don't know. I think sometimes he wants to build my faith more. Stretch me. 
Even when he doesn't answer, doesn't seem like he answers, sometimes he may say, wait, not yet. In due time. This is where he goes back to the kingdom thing. God is orchestrating the whole big picture. We only see a little tiny thing. So God help us not to be tipped over in our faith from sometimes seemingly why didn't why couldn't we cast it out? Let's go back and refuel. Let's go back to our closet prayer. Let's even wrestle with God. Let's seek the Lord one more time. Let's call upon his name. Let's commit it into his hands. I cannot carry the burden myself. Amen. That's freeing. Transferring our cares over to the Lord. Laying our burden at his feet. He is capable. I am not. He is able. I am not. He takes the littlest, smallest, childlike faith and does miracles. I love it when children pray. I've seen children pray. And, you know, when he was in Belize, child, children, parents, families would come in. The first thing they do a lot of them would just kneel on the kneel on the benches and on the floor and pray. I love that. The culture is different in different places. Seems like God does extraordinary miracles more, I hear about it, more in foreign places. I'm just being real. God's moving in our, in our, in our community too as well. We don't always hear it. But people who have very little or have a lot less than maybe you and I have, maybe it's this they have more dependency upon the Lord. I'm so glad for all we have. I'm so glad for doctors and all the good stuff. We have so much. We go to the supermarkets. We're unbelievably blessed. We have so much. We have so much. But we must realize that God has blessed us. Let's not forget. And so I was walking in the woods the other day, and one of the things I love to do was a little bit cooler. The mosquitoes weren't so bad. And it's like this week. And I came across an old homestead. Well, I figured it must have been an old homestead. There's just a dilapidated part of the roof laying there. And I recognized it was an old cook, wood cook stove tipped over. And I'm just stop, I just stopped to reflect. It was probably a family that lived here way back in the day. And then I got to think, I wonder if they had children. I wonder if children were born here. You ever thought of it? Have you ever, your mind just kind of wanders? You ever been in somewhere and you find an old junky piece of something, a machinery, or you just start to think, you know, life was different. Seemingly, maybe almost, almost like I'd love to go back and see it when it was left, when people were there. Old farm, 
barns, across the landscape, old farmhouses. People were thriving. And like, now it's kind of different. There's kind of a sadness about it. If these old boards could just cock us, if, if, if we could just go back. If we, go, we, we can't go back in this life, but we can learn. And I think King Solomon, if you read the book of Ecclesiastes, he, he had a lot of insight into the things that happened in his life and the things that he observed and the truths that were that he knew. And he summed the whole thing up at the very end of our life. All that really matters is this. Love God and keep His commandments. And we make it hard. I don't have enough faith. Here's my little faith. Even as we read in the Bible, there was one who had some faith. One says, oh Lord, help my unbelief. There's still some faith to even pray that prayer. Lord, help my unbelief. I know I, I'm not where I want to be. I think if every one of us were, were honest here today, I'd say, I'd really like to have a, a little more faith. I'd maybe like to be able to believe for great and mighty things. You know, so and so, it seems like they make it so easy. Guess what? Even people that look like they make it so easy have their moments of testing. And even say, Lord, what's this all about? This doesn't make sense. And so, it's not about us. It's not about really what we can do. I thought about this because if the disciples came and then things had really happened, maybe it was that the problem would have been, look what we did. Oh boy. Now God's got to go, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're getting the wrong perspective. We are nothing without him. Amen. The sooner we realize that, better off we are, but we are able only because of His grace. Here's the good news. Our faith can grow. Let's go to the next thing. Our faith can grow. Whatever you have right now. In the Bible it says uh, that He has given us a measure. That's in the book of Romans. 12.3 For through the grace to me I say to every man among you not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. We've got to believe that. Wherever you're at in your journey wherever you are at with your walk or your season of, of faith it can grow. What's going to increase your faith? Number one, the Word of God. Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing. Read the Scriptures, and especially, for example, if you're reading in the Gospel of Mark, and I, I am amazed how often Mark uses the word immediately over and over again. 
Immediately after they came out of the synagogue, they came into the house of Simon and Andrew and James and John. I'm going to turn there. They were ministering. And Simon's mother-in-law was lying sick with a fever and immediately they spoke to him about her. They spoke to Jesus. When we get sick, the first thing we need to do is pray. If you feel down, the first thing we need to do is pray. And he came to her and raised her up, taking her by the hand, and the fever left her. This is Jesus in the house. And she waited on them. And when evening had come, after the sun had set, they began bringing to him all who were ill and those who were demon-possessed. The whole city had gathered at the door. Just when you thought you were going to have a quiet, restful evening, and this is the way life seems to happen at times. When it rains, it pours. And all of a sudden, you have a load overloaded with all kinds of problems and people, people problems. And if you're like the average person, you want to help and you just want to fix things. Well, this is going to take the Lord. And Jesus was there. And he healed many who were ill with various diseases. Cast out many demons, and he was not permitting the demons to speak because they knew who he was. Listen, folks, in the name of Jesus, if you profess Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, you have the authority in the name of Jesus to rebuke the devil. You can pray in Jesus. You don't have to call the pastor. You can pray if you have the faith in Jesus. If you're feeling like something's coming against you, like this is weird. Why do I feel down? Why do I feel mm, almost like a heaviness? The demons know who Jesus is and they flee. Speak the name of Jesus. Just say Jesus. I think that, that's enough. Jesus, come. Jesus in Jesus' name, I, I, am, I belong to him. I belong to you, Lord, and I, I proclaim you. You see, this is, this is where faith kicks in. When you speak the word of God out loud, Bernie, you said it so well, the demons hear that. They don't read your mind. They hear the word of God, and they, uh, I'm out of here. They, they, they can't stand the presence of Jesus because they know they are going to be put in their place. So they run. I'm so glad for that power in Jesus' name. Now, Jesus is not done yet. Simon and his companions, verse 36, hunted for him. It was like, where did he go? And they found him and said to him, everyone is looking for you. It's like Jesus was trying to get a little rest. Taking a break. They found him and said, everyone is looking for you. He said to them, let us go somewhere else to the towns nearby. 
He didn't choose to heal everyone at that time. Listen, how did Jesus know who was going to heal at the pool of Bethesda? There was no one to help me in the water. That was the story. That was the deal. The water stirred, the angel came, and the first one in was healed. Well, the lame man, I can't get into the water. Jesus heals. Leave Leave the healing up to Jesus. You pray the prayer of faith and leave the healing to Jesus. I don't know about you, but that's very freeing to me. Get in the faith of a mustard seed. I want, I want you to be encouraged. You have enough faith. You have enough faith. If you've asked Jesus in your heart, you've had enough faith to get started. And your faith only grows. Testimonies increase our faith. Hearing of miraculous things, God things. Even though there may, it may not be that well, How did God orchestrate events that led you to where you are now? And you can look back and say, God is in in control. I cannot. I cannot. And so we come to the the end of this message and we say, well, what are we going to do? What are we going to do God doesn't seem like he answers, we're going to keep on believing. Just committed to the Lord. You see, I believe it's not only a one thing, but it's constant. It's a walk. It may be that Jesus would, he knows that even if he would make everything perfect. We would have a tendency to forget about it. Even Paul, when he prayed to the Lord three times and said about this thing that was in his life, this, this thorn in his flesh, whatever it was, we don't know for sure. Paul didn't get the answer that he probably wanted, but it was good enough because Jesus said, Grace is sufficient. My grace. And I don't know about you, that if Jesus said it's okay for now, we're going to go on. We're going to believe. And so today, I want us to reach out to the Lord. I invite you to stand. You're where, wherever you're at in your faith and wherever you're at in your walk with Jesus. Can we just take a moment to, again, say, Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew my faith. Or maybe I'm here today and I've never really known if I've ever really started believing in you, but the Lord is here today to say to you, you can start today. You can say, Jesus, come into my heart. And if you're one of those folks today that needs to pray that prayer, I pray that you'll pray it right where you're at, right with him right now. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. 
I cannot save myself. But I need your help. I need your saving grace. Thank you. We've walked with Jesus a long time. We say, Lord, help us. Help us to keep the faith, to fight the good faith. Fight the good fight. Lord, I do want to open it up, Lord, for prayer. For those who may have something that they're facing, I, I want to encourage someone by praying for them. If you're here today, you have a need, lift your hand. Just lift it up. Jesus sees your heart. A couple, three hands. Just keep them up. Just keep them up. I don't know. I think we should do this. I think if you're by a person that their hand is up, want some other folks to come near them and just gather around them. I'll pray a prayer and you agree with us together as the person back here, the couple, the person over here. Just, just find them. Someone back here. Find them. Another, another person back here. Can someone find them? Lord, in Jesus' name, we're believing right now for you to work by your spirit, whether it's a physical thing or something else. Lord, we are committing it to you, for you are the healer, and you are the provider, and you are the one that has authority all over anything and everything. And so we take authority over affliction, over pain, over, over uh, things that are out of our hands, over relationships, wherever it may be, Lord, over family, over the workplace. Lord, we pray and speak the favor of God and the grace of God in Jesus' name. Find the enemy that's hindered. Find the enemy that tries to to get people down and discourage them. I pray that faith arise in this house that we can go forth. And that the mustard seed faith will grow into a large tree. That their kingdom would be advanced and use us, Lord, to be a part of that. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.